Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the EDH RecCast EDH Rec Room. My name is Joey. I am joined, of course, by Matt and Dana. And this is our more casual uh, section of the podcast, not as highly super post-produced. We're just taking a casual chat to talk about the thing that everyone is talking about in Magic right now. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get comfortable. Matt, how, how are you doing, man? I am splendid. I, I'm just walking into this conversation and I'm feeling a little dead about it, but, uh, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Well done. Well done. Dana, how's you? I, I am doing fine and I did not prepare an opening joke and no matter what I would have done, it wouldn't have topped Matt's, uh, I did not prepare that. I, I'm literally just looking at the cards and it came to me. <laughs> Extemporaneous champion. I respect it, that. It is my gift and it is my curse okay. with bad word play and puns. <laughs> so, yeah, this this rec room, man, we all kind of had it's like you walking in and saying you're feeling a little dead. I actually think that we all kind of feel that way. It's been a bit of an exhausting moment for magic and, you know, we're adding another voice into it, but. It's been a lot of noise, and what I hope this can be is a way for everyone to sort of help filter through it. So let's go. Let's get to grassroots. What's actually going on here? What is it that we're talking about, and why? So today, Wizards of the Coast announced a secret layer product. So secret layer is kind of a alternate version of cards, at least to date, that have already existed. Uh, it's kind of a premium. Uh, collector's edition type of cards. But today they announced they were doing a special collaboration uh, with the uh, AMC show The Walking Dead. And they announced two separate cards so far today. And there's a few others to come out. Um, the first is Michonne Ruthless Survivor. And then the other one is Negan the Coldblooded. They're two cards strictly taken with the, uh, the IP from The Walking Dead. They're characters in the show. And now they have legendary Magic the Gathering cards. And it's it's uh it's unprecedented to say the least. <laughs> so there's there's kind of two um axes here that are probably worth examining. Um the first is whether or not having uh, a non-magic IP show up in Black Border and therefore show up in your games 
is something people want or whether it's something we want. And the second would be whether or not having cards that we've never seen before and may not get access to again, um, show up in a product where you can only get it by buying directly from Wizards of the Coast. And those aren't going to be available for a lot of people that can't directly order secret layers either. So we have a unique product that's going to be very, very limited. Um, that's actually going to be playable in commander as well as some other legacy. Well, like literally legacy would be one of them, (laughs) some older formats. They're they're mechanically functional cards that will operate just the same as any card in in battle bond would have basically. Yeah. These are unique to this product. This is the only way you can get them. And as per other secret layer rules, it is a very short window of time to obtain them. Um, Man. You know what? Actually, there's there's one more contention. There's one more point of contention that we've got to throw out there. This is the pettiest piece of me, but the other point of contention is that I read these. I look at them. They look so dang fake. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, Joey, your your first response when somebody shared them in our Patreon Discord was the templating is off. This is wrong. These are totally fake. Uh, don't don't share these. And then yeah, the, the person who shared them said, no, this is from. The actual like wizard site. Yeah, it looks like a crappy custom card. Like, I'm sorry. It's it, like it's using single name instead of legend name when the card first refers to itself, refers to a pre-established token type as a brand new type of object. But then it returns to using the word zombie instead of walker on the last line. Like the templating's wrong. It doesn't read like a magic card. It it was clearly a custom card. And and frankly, when when Don saw it as well, when Mr. Ediatrex saw it, he was just like he also had the same reaction. And so did 18 other people. But honestly, I should I should have known that it was real because there's a line on one of these cards about green expanding its slice of the color pie into a place it's never gone before yet again. So, of course, it's real because green cards do that. <laughs> but that should have been the, the ultimate clue. I don't know. I just had to get that off of my chest is that these. Well, little- let's let's actually read the cards yeah. first, because I, I do think, like you said, they're. they're- they're a little bit of a color break, but I think they're at least interesting. Um, so Michonne, Ruthless Survivor, is three in Golgari, so Joey likes it. Nope. <laughs> uh, for a legendary human warrior, 3-3, three, three, when Michonne enters the battlefield, you create two walker tokens. And it just says walkers. It doesn't say what walkers are. Uh, and, and as long as Michonne is equipped, she must be blocked of Abel. And whenever Michonne and at least two zombies attack, she gains indestructible until end of turn. Okay, that's... That's fine, I think. What is Golgari doing with equipment? What is this? Stick to your that graveyards. Is- Come on, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, then we also have Negan the Cold-Blooded, which is two in Mardu color, so a red, white, and a black uh, for 4-3 Human Rogue. When Negan enters the battlefield, you and target opponent each secretly choose a creature that player controls. Then those creature, then those choices are revealed. That player sacrifices those creatures. Whenever an opponent sacrifices a creature, you create a treasure token. That's fine. <laughs> like, as, as a card, if it didn't have anything Walking Dead related, if this were in a set, I think it'd be fine. Sure, but again, that's like the the cards themselves are kind of neither here nor there. I will say that I appreciate that. And and this is something that I do like. There's been a lot of conversation about how they don't seem to have put any reins on these that like, I I don't know, I, I see a lot of sensationalizing among the conversations being had about these cards. But the fact that these are legendary creatures and not like a soul ring type of thing that goes into every deck is a type of restraint. And if we see other products like this in the future, I imagine that they will be lateral movements along that same line. I still don't like either of those things, but it is ultimately not necessarily even about the card so much as their accessibility and the motivations that went into making a product like this in the first place. 
So, I mean, the motivations, clearly there's an executive at Hasbro who can tell you his business card is bone and the lettering is something called silly and grail. Um, and, and he got a <laughs> giant bonus check that he used to make a down payment on a Tesla. And that's where the thought process ended. So, I think that's very clear and that's fine. We, we can move past that because yeah. this is a cash grab by, by, you know, kind of a soulless corporate type. And that's what, that's the world we live in. And, and so I, I don't think we need to really worry about it much beyond that. We've got them. So these cards Danny, exist. you need to get off the internet a little bit. <laughs> yeah, this is, that's a take that people will comment on in the YouTube comments. Go for it, man. <laughs> um, well, but no, no, so, like, I, I, that is, that is a brief moment to pause there. It's just like, if, if the conversation that this boils down to is that people are frustrated because this is a corporate cash grab. That cannot be the argument of why, like the conversation cannot end there, right? Because that is not a thing that this subsidiary of Hasbro will ever consider a bad deal. That was correct point. So that shouldn't frustrate us because that's not a thing unique to this corporate entity. That is a thing unique to corporate entities. We're not like th- th- that's just yeah. Kind that's of, that's not a new argument. That's that's right. nothing new that we haven't been experiencing with every Mythic Edition or whatever. Right. Like there's always been premium products out there. Right. The goal is dollar sign, which is absolutely. Fine. But the thing that I do personally find frustrating is how the specter of we want money cash machine go burr is looming over our game tables more and more often and how that influences the direction of the gameplay in increasingly tangible and dangerous ways. That is what blows. The game becomes more cynical. I wanted to play the game to kind of escape from the real life mess for a little while and it is increasingly more difficult to do that when decisions like this influence that gameplay. That is what I want to inject into the conversation personally. That is what I find frustrating. If they want to make money, go for it. But this was a a way to do it. This this was a way to do it. But see, and I, and I don't even have I don't have issues with the, with I guess the the design and the cards themselves and like the flavor injected into them. I like logistically is where I kind of struggle because. This is only available, I believe, in the United States is what they, or North America. Yeah. Like, we, we have a patron in our Discord that says, I live in South Africa. I cannot get these. Right. Uh, we have people that overseas that, you know, we, we've talked to a little bit, and their, their biggest struggle is like, man, I, I would buy this because I like Walking Dead. I like Magic the Gathering. But I cannot because I, I'm not within the, the area this is a valid offer. And I think that's a, that is a very, very valid uh, and something that like, if you're going to be upset about, that's a good one to be upset about because this is something exclusive to the, to North America. And this is, this isn't a silver border card. This isn't something that you can, it's a, a glamour item. Like this is a real magic card. Like if you're playing legacy in South Africa and like Negan happens to become a very powerful legacy card, well, you're just plum out of luck. And I think that's, for me, at least, that's one of my biggest frustrations. Which is, yeah, so, so, yeah, so that that first axis here is probably the one we'll, we, we should now just continue to go into. Because um, I think we all agree the cynicism of the, the, the cash grab here, we don't like, but it's not, it is what it is. Yeah, it's not that they want money. It's that the pursuit of money is causing bad art to happen. Like it reminds yes. me of right. It reminds They're, me of the right. Amazing Spider-Man movie by Sony. Like, I, I, not an opinion on the quality of the movie. It's just that Sony didn't make that movie to because they had a, a pure artistic vision for Spider-Man. They made it because they wanted to hold on to the rights of the intellectual property Spider-Man. Correct. Like, I don't like filmmaking by accountants. That's just me, and I feel the same way about card design. This is mad magic cards by accountants. Right. The, all, all that being said, we have the cards here. So now let's talk about the impact of having cards that are inaccessible in, in any other place and that based on commander standards 
are two viable commanders. You can definitely build decks from both these cards. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Negan is like if that had, like I said, if that had any other card, if that sh- if that physical card showed up in a set and fit the set's flavor, I think that would be a perfectly playable Mardu commander. I mean, Michonne as well. And and it stinks that you can't actually get a copy of that if you're not in the United States. Michonne is a Michonne creates something unique and green, as Joey alluded to earlier. People are going to want to do that. It, it's a niche that isn't currently being filled, kind of in green. Um, or at least in Golgari with access to green, um, that's a, an absolutely a playable commander as well. Um, so like just going on these two, um, you know, maybe the rest will be terrible, but like these are two commanders people will want to build decks around and they are going to have a very difficult time in some cases getting a hold of these cards to use. And. And this also, I feel like, is a point in the conversation that I'm, I'm personally kind of regretting not having put this into the episode earlier. But, but like, it is also important, like, this for me also gets to a deeper discussion, not just about the cards themselves or the cash grabs and the audio, but like also navigating how to critique what we perceive as bad decisions that a portion of the audience will still enjoy. Yes. And that is important. Matt, you have mentioned that there are people that you've been talking with who are excited about this. And one of the frustrations that I have about what I perceive to be rather a bit of over-sensationalization, like a a catastrophizing of of the situation, like, hey, I'm also kind of mad about this. Huge thumbs down from me. But folks are calling for bans right out the gate on these to send Watsian message. And it's just like, how does that help us to say that the people like this is a tool for us to potentially acquire a new audience into the game of magic. And if they get into it because they really like XYZ character and they want to build a deck around that, in what world does it benefit us to point at them and say, no, you can't do that because of the thing that like because this product yeah. was was ill-conceived yes it was but if a person's excited i want them to play the thing that they like well and, and so I, I guess i have two anecdotes here the first one is i have a friend who he hasn't played magic in five years like he had you know he started a family and just magic didn't have room in his life i sent him a link of these two images he's like that's super cool like i i will probably buy these i love walking dead i love the comic books and i love magic like I, I will buy these. I don't think I'll ever like build a deck, but like it's something that got people excited that maybe have bowed out of the game, like you said, Joey. But also, since Watsy kind of stepped away from doing the the weekly story articles and stuff like that, like we've lost a lot of the the lore behind a lot of newer characters. Mm. And so I, w- I was having a conversation with somebody, and they said one of the cool things that we can do with these, at least, is it's so hard to find. A, a lore person with you know a lot of backstory like Niv Mizzet's probably the most recent, but that's just because Niv Mizzet had as many versions as Omnath has. So it, it, you have a chance to build a, a flavor deck for the first time in a while, and I think there are some Vorthos types out there. I'm not one, but I know that that was kind of one of the the player groups that it resonates with. I think that people saying we should ban these out of the gates like that takes a lot away from people who just want to build a flavor deck and i i i don't like the people calling to have these banned right out the gates i think that that's knee-jerk reaction to me but it it's interesting that you have all these characters that have a lot of backstory and you can build some interesting decks with that and that's i think there's something to be said for that so, so here's where I think this whole conversation is now going to take a sharp turn. <laughs> Cause I, I, I think we, there's things about this we haven't liked and we've just voiced our, our issues. We haven't liked that it feels like a cash grab. We haven't liked the fact that these cards aren't going to be available for everybody. 
However, oh, those weren't the only things we didn't like. I also didn't like that well, they looked kind of funky. I didn't like that Golgari's doing the sure. equipment stuff, and it, like Boros can't ever have nice things because Golgari took but, but, all of them. But, but, I, but those I didn't are issues like that it's bad art now because it's like uh, it just. Mm. But those are those are issues that kind of crop up in every set. There's going to be cards you can complain about those things with, um, and. You know, there's always going to be issues where green is doing <laughs> things other colors do better than those colors do them. You know, there's always going to be issues where this particular piece of art is very jarring. Um, what's the, the, the lips as a belt? Oh, yeah. Piece that was in. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I'm sorry. When I said bad art, I actually didn't mean the card art itself. Uh, like the, the framing of the card is weird, but I mean that like it's a bad artistic decision as in like the motivation of money causes your art to be bad in any sure, sure. Gotcha. Pursue. Gotcha. Uh, but, but yeah, so there, there's a couple of different reasons, couple of sure. them. But, but like those, those things, I think you can kind of ignore. Those don't really affect. Like if I don't want to buy this, I don't have to buy it. If I don't want to play it, I don't have to play it. If I like it, the, the bad art in, in this context, you used it, I think, doesn't necessarily really affect me or it was going to happen, whatever the next, you know, they were going to make this, this Michonne card would have been printed at some point under a different name somewhere like green's always going to break the color pie. <laughs> um, the, these things are just going to happen. Um, <clears throat> these complaints I think we have are complaints that we could have voiced about any card in any set. And that's just going to be the reality of dealing with a large corporate decision-making entity. We're going to do things that you don't like, or they're going to be problematic cards in a giant set. There's just always going to be issues. Yeah, absolutely. But I also like the, uh, I'm I'm trying to collect my, my thoughts on this. The, the, this isn't for you is probably an argument that will be um, swelling within the conversation as the week goes by. Um, But I do kind of want to express some type of delineation here because like the other secret layers are also categorically not for me. I don't want sure. any of them. I don't want them. They're a little campy. They're cutesy. They're tattoo artisty. Those just aren't for me. And I love that those options exist. Like same. It, I, sure. So I do think that it is still okay to critique the products that aren't for me. It not being for me, for us, for XYZ audience isn't really the problem. Like that, that is a different argument is, is basically, uh, does not reflect why people are as frustrated. Um, and, and it's also not that, you know, there's another type of IP in the game either. I mean, I also super don't like that. I don't like the Godzillas. I don't like the My Little Ponies. I think that there is a room for that in Silver Bordered, which makes me more okay with a whole lot of them. And the alternate frames with the Godzillas also makes me more all right with them. Like, I, I don't want any of it, but like I, that, that is a different argument. I, I don't like it and I don't want it either. However... This is not without precedent going back to Magic's very, very early days. The functional difference between the Walking Dead characters on cards and Alibaba from Arabian Nights is 2,000 years. Hmm. That's it. That's like the difference between those two things is the passage of time. Portal Three Kingdoms featured actual historical figures from the Three Kingdoms period of Chinese history. So we've broke the, the fourth wall there in the past. The dark literally has a card called Frankenstein's monster. Right. So that's not even like real characters were limited just to Arabian nights. They use one in the dark. Um, we've in the past had, you know, quotes from Shakespeare in the flavor text on cards in the past. We have Albert Einstein actually popping up in the art on presence of the master in legends, 
Repentant Vampire and Gallantry from Odyssey have Buffy and Angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer actually in the art. We have actual players that show up in cards in the art if they won the Magic Invitational in the past, like in Dark Confidant. War the Spark had anime art planeswalkers. And you can't tell me that looking over <laughs> and seeing Michonne's name on a card with what's fairly magic looking art, that art could for the, could, could be in a magic set compared to seeing anime Jace. You can't tell me Michonne's name is more jarring than anime Jace's art is to you. If you're somebody who wants to be immersed in the game story, you can't tell me seeing zombie Gideon and zombie Jace and zombie Liliana from the Comic Con Planeswalker set is any more jarring to you as a thing that didn't actually happen in any storyline than, than looking at these actual characters. And that's before we even get to like custom altars. We've all sat down across from somebody using Lord Windgrace altered to be Black Panther or Ren and Siri altered to be Ren and Stimpy. That's what this is. You're looking at essentially a pre-printed altered card. Um, that's the, the, the big plates I diverge from what I saw on Twitter all day long. Uh, there's some things I agree with, but people that were getting absolutely kerfluffled by the, the notion of having something from outside of Magic's IP on cards haven't paid attention to what Magic's been doing for the last 30 years because this absolutely has precedence. No, we're just not all 60 years old like you. <laughs> I true. guess. But I, mean, I think that like you 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 are correct Dana they used to do a lot of like they would put Shakespeare in flavor texts they did say like verbally Watsy did that they were going to steer away from that direction they were going to try to focus sure. on their own IP but when they have returned to that they did it in silver border like they did the transformers yep. or my little pony those were all silver border cards and most I have not met a play group that if you want to play a my little pony theme deck and the, and the silver border one is your commander I've never seen anybody say no I don't like that um so if this were silver border, I don't think anybody would have any objection. I think the fact that it's black border, that's where a lot of people are kind of drawing their, yeah, their but I, ire from. But I would say that the, the window of time that this has been a silver border only thing is much, much smaller than the window of time where it's been a black border thing. That is and true. And Watsi absolutely like changes their stance yeah. on things all the time. Hey, we're printing master sets. Oops, no, we're not. Yep, master sets are back. Like they, well, they do that constantly too. Well, that, and that's just it too. Like every decision, like... <laughs> What is it, Watsy? We've listened to the feedback, and box toppers will no longer be mechanically unique. Also, Watsy, here is a much harder to obtain set of cards that right. are mechanically unique. <laughs> yeah, like, again, this is—it's a barely veiled hypocrisy, maybe. But again, it—the incentive is making money. That hypocrisy is not considered to be a flaw. Like, right? That, that us pointing out hypocrisy is not the—is uh, not going to do anything. Us saying this is a cash grab, that is again not really going to do anything. My my personal dissatisfaction. Uh, comes here and i also want to temper this because i feel like what people will hear is a lot of frustration right now and i want to again express that like the reason people get frustrated is because of how passionate they they love things um sure so like it, it comes from that place and it's not just like oh we need things to be our perfect way like no we love this and that's what makes decisions like these so irritating frustrating makes us want to to like get these out and help other folks navigate that sensation too but like these decisions just for me, it is a recipe for bad art and bad artistic reception. And I also kind of don't know where everyone else thought that this was going as soon as the Aquaria stuff happened. Like, I don't know. That, that, I think, yeah, I think that was a, that was definitely a glimpse into we have more of this down the pipeline. Right. That's why I was frustrated by it then, but everyone was all about it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, Watsy, like, 
everybody has made different decisions or, or like changed their mind on something they said they would do before when presented new information, like maybe a new opportunity arose with stuff like they, they did master sets. They said they weren't going to do them. There was a lot of feedback. They said, hey, we, we really like master sets to do them. So, like, okay, well, we'll plan them in the future then. And then they revisited them. So, like, people getting mad that, that Watsi's trying new things, like, I would rather have them try and maybe slip up a little bit. They're still trying something new to give us more things. Like, I, I don't think they took this this decision lightly, despite what a lot of the internet wanted to say today. Like, th- yeah, th- this, I, was, this was very thought out. I think the internet was mad at the wrong things. I, there yes. are things I don't love about this, but I think the reason you should be annoyed is the fact that these are going to be difficult for some people to acquire um, and that's really not a good business decision. And I think people were primarily mad that their, their wildly inconsistent storyline might wind up with a Negan showing up at the table. Well, and, and it's funny because like there's actually a non legendary card for, uh, one of the characters, Glenn, uh, Jar of Eyeballs is a card that's been around for <laughs> years. <laughs> wow. You have to watch the show, Dana. And, and I know the television I, doesn't work in your house. I read the comic tube and, TV. And, and he, th- there's a similar fate that occurs. I, I'm, yes. So I know the story, at least yes. up till that point. Maze um, Mind Tome. Maze got, Mind Tome. You guys are absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I do want to like, I'll return, I guess, to hopefully close things up. I'll return again to that. I, like, Sheldon has gone out into the interwebs, brave soul that he is like, oh, man, Sheldon, like, oh, the job that you've got right now, because a lot of people are shouting and they're like, rules committee needs to do this. Rules committee needs to do that. As though a snap decision has ever been the correct one. Like, right. We're magic players. We don't make decisions on tilt. Like, come on. We're better than that. Like, that's it's not the time to make. A, a, a rash decision and it doesn't make any sense for us to lambast the rules committee over a decision that wizards of the coast has made and children has rightly pointed out that emotions are high right now which is like the worst time to be making any decision mm-hmm. so the time right now is for feedback my feedback is a massive hilarious literally what were you thinking guys thumbs down wizards of the coast <laughs> but that's what this was that's what we want to provide and i also again want to draw my line on let people enjoy things I I want to let people enjoy things. I have criticisms about it, but if people play this against me, heck yeah, we're going to have an awesome game. I want people who like this to be excited about them while simultaneously issuing a response to the makers of these decisions about the pitfalls of their decision making in a way that I hope the audience is finding enjoyable, sassy and fair. Um, I, I would just like people to be consistent in what makes them upset. Um, I gave a gazillion answers about why having Walking Dead characters here isn't exactly inconsistent with cards people are probably already playing or things are already doing in terms of alters. And I think even if you are mad about the limited availability, um, these are still going to be way more available than a whole lot of cards that are currently legal in Commander as well. Right. Yeah. Let's ban these because the price doesn't quite track with the people who are pulling out their Hezes on Tamar deck. Exactly. Now, again, I'm not saying I, I think these should be more available. I think that was a mistake. But there's again, we're already limited by a card availability in Commander. And to get mad about these particular ones when you're not mad about something else is pretty inconsistent, similar with the art thing. So I think people just need to examine whether or not their anger is really at all logically consistent. And if it isn't, maybe there's another reason why you don't like it. Maybe you just don't like change. I think people tend to not like change. And this is a change. Man, we went from a rec room to a psychoanalysis session, Dana. <laughs> yeah, this this spiral. We do it all. Quick. We do everything here. Matt makes jokes. I analyze. <laughs> Joey, Joey keeps us on path and has his hair look good. We do it all. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, at the time that we're recording, we haven't seen what the final cards are in this set, but... 
Okay, guys, what's the over under on whether or not one will be called uh, armpit sweat stains? Uh, probably not. 